Welcome into the official, everybody. We got a great show for you this week, per usual. And this week, we're getting back into the high school recap. We are getting into weeks 10 and 11 for these teams, really coming to the end of the season for the high school season. A lot of these guys will be going on to playoffs, and some, unfortunately, will not be, and their season will be over. Um, and uh, we've been bringing you updates all along the way. Some of them have been impactful, where guys have really slid down our rankings based on what we're seeing uh, in their senior season. So let's get right to it. We'll check out what's going on weeks 10 and 11. This is The Official. Here we go. The official continuing to recap the high school comings and goings, if you will, of uh, all these seniors before we get started. Of course, I got to throw a shout out to homefieldapparel.com. This is our partner in crime. And if you put in the campus number two Canton promo code, you will get 15% off your first purchase of some of the absolute best college gear around. They try to make it kind of vintagey. They go through uh, all the old motifs and you know vibes, if you will, for the schools um, dating way back all the way into the early days and some more recent stuff as well. But it's all comfortable and you know show off your style with the unique uh, way uh, that these mascots and color schemes are presented over at Homefield Apparel. Go there, check it out, get the discount. All that's good stuff. And then of course. Check out campus2canton.com, our parent website. This is a free show we do to help you follow along when recruiting. However, we've got tools, fantasy rankings. We've got articles. We've got uh, some betting stuff over there, some prop you know, uh, tools as well to hopefully help you uh, in your you know, wagering, if that's your thing, but also just in setting your lineups, uh, some player projection tools and all that, starting as low as $2.99 per month, and going up from there. So check out campusdecanton.com, of course. With that out of the way, weeks, I believe it is 10 and 11 is what we're going to go over. Guys, how far till playoffs here? I mean, the average high school team does what, 12 weeks of regular season? So we're almost there? Yeah, I think most uh, East Coast teams, at least, just uh, did their last game of regular season. Okay. We're getting pretty close to the end of the regular season here. A lot of these guys will um, obviously be going on to the playoffs, uh, hopefully carrying their teams to the playoffs. Some of them won't, but um, we'll have uh, some more highlights and updates as we get there. And what has become a reoccurring theme here, DJ Lagway having one of the better senior seasons. I mean, I don't know. You guys are maybe a little more on the pulse. Like, is this an all-time senior season with how many touchdowns he's scored in all this? In, in Texas, at least, or, or maybe even nationally. I mean, it feels like he's going six-plus touchdowns every single week. Yeah, he's been, he's been going nuts this year. Um, he's actually in rare company right now. Um, I just took a little gander through the old QB database. And for quarterbacks with over 200 pass attempts, um, they have 150 max flex QBR, um, above 15 adjusted yards per attempt. 
and have played a strength of schedule over 15. It's just him, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Drake May, and Gunnar Stockton. Um, you know, okay. good company to be in to be with. I'm not going to make any huge conclusions on that, but uh, so that's interesting. Um, but this past game, he had 220 yards rushing, which is I that's got to be his best rushing game for sure. I would think. Um, to me, he looks like I, I kind of mentioned it in a previous episode. I think he looks a little faster. Um, I'm pretty sure the mile per hour he had on is like. 20.1 maybe. Yeah, I, I actually just uh, uh, retimed him today on the first run, and he was at 20.9. Okay. 20.9, yeah. Okay, so that's good. So he's got a little more juice than uh, we originally thought, so that's good as far as running goes. Um, and, like, the arm talent is just so that there's a unique pass there, just a little little jump pass there for, like, you know, 50 air yards or whatever it was. So it's I mean, his arm talent's crazy. Uh, you know, the footwork, it's a work in progress, but uh, he's definitely pretty crazy talented. Crazy talented, putting up stats, uh, an ability to run the ball, though I still contend <clears throat> style-wise looks a little bit more like, you know, your Tebow runner rather than your Lamar Jackson runner. Um, even though it's nice to see him hit 20-plus miles per hour, that's great. So that's the only quarterback we've got. Uh, I think we talked a little bit either last week or the week before just how he is, you know, he's in that triumvirate. It's him, Saiyan, and Raiola. And he has, you know, started out, I think, clearly a tier below. And now, as I, I think in most of our eyes, has pushed himself into a trio there of very sought-after QBs in this class. I think if you're heading towards a draft, you're looking at those three guys, you know, Pick, take your pick, but but basically going to be thrilled if you land on one of those three guys in this class. Matt, would you agree with that? We're we're all kind of in agreement there with these the three at the top. Yeah, yeah, I've been kind of pushing that for a little bit now. Once Aaron Nolan kind of dropped off for me. Yeah, and uh, you know, for, for me, it's really starting becoming a clear two with him and Rayola, uh, just because you know they have the the physical upside, whereas. You know, I think uh, Saiyan's lacking a tiny bit there, but still very, very good quarterback prospect in his own right. <clears throat> okay, there we go. Um, moving on to running and, uh, uh, oh, yeah. we, we do have, you know, we have some more QB notes here. Oh, you're right. Sorry, I was looking at just the, uh, yes, yes. Thanks for keeping me honest. Okay. <clears throat> um, I think that might be our only video. However, Will Hammond, Most of these we can just run down real quick. Well, Will Hammond is a guy who is a little up and down. In the beginning, we were thrilled. He was going crazy. Then he had a few down weeks. But now looks like he's back up to um, posting some crazy numbers in, in Texas high school football. We like that. Uh, Matt, take it away with, with Will Hammond. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just same old, same old. He's just, you know, in that offense there, uh, I believe Alada out of Texas, uh, you know, just insane numbers every week. I think it's mostly just an offense thing. He does have a wide receiver there by the name of Alex Green, who I think just got his first Power 5 offer in Northwestern or Stanford. I, I can't recall which one. Northwestern, yeah. But, uh, I think, yeah, yeah he's a Morgan Hooks good. guy. He's been you know insanely, insanely productive this year, so uh, a sleeper name to look out for there. But, yeah, I mean, just absurd numbers. Uh, you know, Does he replicate that in the college? Definitely not. But, uh, yeah, I think he's a good, solid, consistent quarterback okay 
David, uh, let's see. We got a flip um, and a guy who I guess looks like might be pretty interesting. Carson Gordon goes from UNLV to a, you know, pretty premium or premium adjacent program in UCLA. I hate to say probably not premium anymore, but, you know, a lot more prestige than UNLV. What is up with Carson Gordon? I don't feel like we've talked about him too much. Stats look good to me. Yeah, he's been committed to UNLV for quite some time. Um, when we started to put put together the athletic um, data in this class, like he jumped pretty early on because of his triple jump. He's best in the country last year, uh, nearly 51 and a half feet, which is pretty crazy. Um, has like a perfect kind of body type for that, like, um, you know, pretty like slender. Um, I think he's like six foot, six one, 175. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he's putting up crazy numbers. Um, 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he's got like 700 yards rushing and another eight on the ground. Uh, I honestly, I didn't think he would, I didn't think he'd like be a quarterback prospect for a power five team. Um, maybe his arm has improved. I, I haven't watched his senior tape yet, but his VOE was dead last, um, based off of match data and negative. Negative 1.54 velocity over expectations. So his not great. best pass was not even in the positives there. And his uh, max velocity looks like about 42.8 miles per hour, which is, it's a noodle. And, um, you know, I don't know. We'll have to look at his senior tips. So maybe it's improved. I'm not sure. Okay. But kind of an athletic freak. And, uh, you know, honestly, <clears throat> UCLA might not feel urgency to get a premium and or, or the ability to spend the NIL money or whatever, you know, they've got Dante Moore for at least two more years. This could be a filler class at QB for UCLA. Um, and then finally, we've got Haas Haney, a guy we've loved. Looks like he's had a bit of a valley uh, in his season now. Uh, had a pretty rough game, nine of 18, zero touchdowns, three picks against Denton Ryan, which is a good, a good, good team in Texas. Um, and, but he did go 21-93-1 and got a, a dub for his team. You love that. And honestly, the more and more I think about it for fantasy um, and C2C, where, you know, you are worried about three or four years of college production. Like, let's not pretend the NFL is the only thing you need to think about. Haas Haney is is probably going to be pretty awesome. Like he's going to be very, very exciting. The, he, he should be one of the first quarterbacks. I think we think about uh, when, when the NFL bound talent comes off the board, because when you can struggle as a passer and still put down, I mean, at the cods level, it might be a little less, but 15 to 18 rushes put up a hundred yards. That's great. I mean, there's plenty of weekly guys that do stuff like that. I mean, Daquan Finn does stuff like that and he's a great, college starter over at Toledo. So if he, and, and, and the tape backs it up, I think, you know, that he will be able to be a threat on the ground. So Haas Haney, sorry for your difficult showing there, but I'm still in, I think. Uh, are you worried about your, you have Ty Hawkins in your top five next year though. Are you worried about that at all? <laughs> that's a good point. I think that's a little bit far out to be too worried about it. Um, you know, flips happen, decommitments happen, transfers happen. Like, I think that would be a little bit too aggressively like assuming that I know what's going to happen. I think you can, you can kind of just bet on what you see in front of you right now. Um, 
Okay, moving towards running backs, David, uh, let's see. I'm going to give you David Eziomume because we both like him quite a bit. Um, and he's looking okay. He After a slow start, he's really put together a nice second half of the season, and his whole season stats are starting to look a little more presentable even when you think about the, the slow start at the beginning. Yeah, we finally found numbers on him, which took a bit of, bit, bit of digging. So through six games, I think he's missed a couple with injury, but um, he's got about 175 yards per game, over two touchdowns per game on the ground, and he's averaging 7.85 yards per carry. Um, I think the efficiency is, you know, I obviously, I usually prefer to see like a little higher than that, but he, he is playing like a strong schedule. Last I checked, his SOS was in like the 40s. Uh, which is very, you know, it's well above average. So I'm totally fine with that. Um, we don't have receiving numbers on him or anything. Um, I assume they're they're fine too because he was a good receiver last year. So he's kind of checking checking the boxes with like athleticism, production, uh, and his film is pretty solid too. So good luck. <clears throat> yeah, and I think I think he's put enough receiving on tape to know he can do it. Um... And Matt, we were talking about this in the chat this week, I believe, or, or late last week. But his season average is 7.85, and that is a little lower than we'd like to see. Usually nine, you know, getting up to the 10 range. But 7.85 is not, you know, kind of nail in the coffin type level, is it? No, no, it's definitely not nail in the coffin. But like David was saying, you want to see a little bit better. Uh, in our database, you know, the average uh, drafted running back over the past like five years or so was averaging uh, nine and a half yards per carry against like mid 20 strength of schedule. So definitely want to see a little bit more. He is playing, you know, superior competition than most. Uh, so you can, you know, cut him some slack there a bit, but you know, you'd always like to see more. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. <clears throat> and I'll keep you on the horn here to talk about Jordan Lyle. We've talked a, lot, a decent amount about, I believe, his classmate over uh, going to Ohio State, and Lyle's also going to Ohio State, but we've talked more about James Peoples. Uh, Jordan Lyle coming out of the kind of a factory down there, St. Thomas Aquinas, um, and what do we have to talk about with Lyle here, looking like he had a pretty massive week last week, or at least maybe a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, in terms of bulk production, he probably has you know best week ever. 16 carries, 230 yards, uh, five touchdowns, which is uh, really good considering, you know, he's playing very, very high in competition. Uh, over the past two seasons, he's averaged 11.2 yards per carry, which, uh, you know, it, it's really significantly higher than what some other St. Aquinas guys were doing in uh, James White and Giovanni Bernard and, you know, pretty much anybody else has played there. Uh, I don't think anybody else is uh, – David, you could probably correct me. I don't remember the exact numbers. But I don't think anybody else was above nine. So he's, he's pretty, you know, out of everyone else's ballpark there in terms of uh, just pure efficiency. He hasn't got a ton, ton of bulk like the others, but, uh, you know, it's the efficiency really is crazy considering the level of competition he is playing. Fair enough. And, um, yeah, I think we, I, I, I know I was gassing up James Peoples recently, but neither one of James Peoples nor Lyle seems to have uh, – maybe that three down workhorse potential, but I think either one can be part of a committee. And, and, you know, that's realistically, that's probably what you're going to see with a lot of teams, um, especially the premium programs that just stack blue chips on top of each other. <clears throat> um, I hope I'm not going to 
you know, offend anyone. I don't know whose guy this is between the two of you, but uh, just because of order of how we're going back and forth here, I'm going for David to talk about who in the show sheet is biggest sleeper running back in the country. Everyone listening, you're definitely going to want to turn up the volume for this. Damani Stewart, first time I'm hearing his name. Take it away, David. What is, who is this guy? Why is he the biggest sleeper in the country? Yeah, Matt actually found this guy. I'm gonna get. I'll give him credit, of course. Um, I think he came on the radar because um, one of the, I forget who it was, but someone got him. I mean, it might have been a catapult fest, or I'm sure Matt, you know, yeah, it was catapult. Yeah, catapult got him at 22.2 miles per hour on, on a run, uh, and we're talking about a guy who's 5'11", 212, oh. and. Um, He's leading uh, Texas 6A in rushing right now. Um, so he's got 239 carries uh, for over 1,700 yards, 7.2 average, which is, you know, that's okay. I don't know his SOS or anything else. And six catches for 78 yards. But um, we gathered up a bunch of um, athletic data points on him, and he's actually in the 95th percentile. Um, so he's pretty freaky. And He's only played football for two years, which I I couldn't I looked for like any background information I could find on him, and I don't know why he started. I don't know why he didn't play football until you know two years ago. I'm not really sure what was going on if he was playing a different sport or not. But uh, as far as I as far as we know, we only we know that he only he participated in track. I mean that acceleration right there past that safety was something. Yeah, so he can accelerate. He's got the long speed. He's got the size we want. Um, so I know his follower. I know his followers have gone up quite a bit on Twitter. Um, you know, like recruiting, recruiting um, teams and stuff are starting to follow him more. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I imagine I, I he could be power five quality, honestly. Like given his entire profile, I think he probably ends up being G five. But we shall see. But we. So we do have a 44640 on him, um, which makes sense with his mile per hour. And then 122 broad. Yeah, I mean, 535 squat. So yeah, he's, he's a guy to watch out for to see if he's, he should start getting offers. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, just a quick perusal down his uh, <clears throat> Twitter. He's gotten some stuff at north texas not like a an offer but he's been to a few games this year it looks like he's been to a unt camp he did get an offer from texas southern which is i believe fcs um but yeah there's not even a lot going on there he's got 172 followers on twitter like i don't need i was looking i don't even think he's got a profile on a recruiting site one of the big ones so absolute sleeper of course you guys have that name first uh real analytics is probably going to be putting out something for him next week but um <clears throat> yeah great find guys uh demani stewart let's follow him along i mean it, at this point it would be awesome if he even wound up you know g5 and we could say that we kind of ca called it early on so um looking forward to learning more about him but like you said you know it's not that hard to find the building blocks of a future you know at least interesting running back um, so we'll keep an eye out for Damani Stewart. All right. Some less than exciting news. Kedron Young, a guy I really liked on the tape, but man, he is having a rough season. 
23rd, uh, 23rd percentile in production this year, 5.7 average, um, just not dominating the way that you'd want him to. He's one of these bigger guys with uh, good straight line speed and a top speed, but may not have, you know, some of the vision or agility to be, um, you know, more uh, creative at the next level. And then, oh, this hurts to see my guy, Kiwan Lacey, 37th percentile of production. Um, 7.1 yards per carry um, and recently decommitted from Nebraska. So uh, I know that Florida is at least interested and I heard that Bama sniffing around as well, but I'm not sure he's from the state of Texas. So, you know, maybe he'll wind up at home. Um, I still really like the highlight tape, of course, but seems like the body of work might leave a little to be desired there with Kewan Lacey. One of my favorite running backs in this class. Okay. <clears throat> I'll let you guys talk more about the exciting, happy stuff, and I'll just, you know, bring down the room with the sad stuff. But, um, all right. Matt, Brandon Phelps is um, a, a receiver who just recently broke a record held by Christian Kirk. So tell us about Brandon Phelps, and that is an exciting number. So, you know, what's in store for him? Yeah, so he's a wide receiver out of the state of Arizona. He's also committed to Arizona. And uh, he's just been insanely productive throughout four years in high school. Uh, you know, broke the Arizona State's record for receptions, yards, and touchdowns, which pretty much all of them were held by Christian Kirk. Um, he's not, you know, super highly rated. I, I think he's just a, you know, a really good player. I mean, his ball skills on tape are really fun. And uh, he could be a decent downfield threat, although he isn't a dominant athlete. But, you know, Good enough. He's in the average area. And, uh, you know, with Ted McMillan going away soon in Arizona, they'll be looking for their next guy. Uh, I think he could definitely eventually be it and uh, be, you know, at least definitely a, a solid CFF guy for the future. I feel like <clears throat> now remembering Arizona and all that, I feel like he's he's made it on our show one other time. I feel like yeah, yeah, talked yeah. we've talked about him before. Okay. Um, so he continues his – March towards relevance as, and maybe we'll be one of our final, I think three stars to watch out for when we get to that point and kind of collate all that. Um, holy cow. Cam Coleman, who I really like, um, David, what was his week 10? Uh, I don't even, is there a typo there? That's insane. Yeah. We were waiting for this type of eruption. Um, he had, in week 10, he had eight catches for 293 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he looks really fast here to me. Um, he definitely broke some long plays, which is something I was looking for. Um, he was also, his production was like pretty much in line with his teammate up until this game, Dalen Upshaw, who's I think on three is wide receiver 101 for the 2025 class. So it's just it's just good, especially because we had production concerns on him last year with um, Carmelo English. Kind of, uh, I think he might have uh, outproduced him last year. So, anyways, uh, he looks pretty springy here. I, I, he looks fast. Ball skills are good. Um, I still kind of question um, like his football IQ and stuff, but um, he's definitely pretty freaky. Awesome. Yeah, I like Cam Coleman, but I know he's I think he's one of those guys where the full game tape shows a little less excitement than the, you know, the um, <clears throat> actual 
highlights. Um, so let's go to Matt. Let's talk about Perry Thompson because he's a guy that I think was – was he committed to Alabama or at least – Yes. He was fully committed. Then he decommitted and he went to Auburn, which from a fantasy lens is way less exciting. But I do think he's um, a good-looking prospect. And then I feel like you – you drafted him, I think, in the second round of our mock last time. So you've got him ranked fairly high as well. Um, so tell me what you think about him and then also why he's on our list today uh, with a pretty nice um, – some pretty nice stats here for 2023. Uh, yeah, I, I, I might have been you know, underrating him a tiny bit, especially athletically. I thought he was a good athlete, maybe not uh, you know a great or amazing athlete. Uh, you know, just before we were able to get him at uh, 21.7 miles per hour off his senior tape, uh, he doesn't have a ton of tape out, but once he does, just, you know, these flying, you know, 60, 70, 80 yard plays. Uh, David actually did a uh, break up here too. The last season, he had two catches for over 50 yards on 87 catches. And then this year, he's already at five uh, over 50 yards on only 53 catches. So, you know, big play wise, he's gone up, he's looking fast. Uh, he's a very fluid athlete. He's a good mover as, as a size. You know, he's 250, 10, 205 pounds around there, I think, uh, 6'2", 6'3". So I think there's a lot to like there. Uh, you know, he's not super refined, but I think he's good enough and uh, you know, pretty good after the catch, too. Okay, Perry Thompson slowly crawling up the rankings here as a, as a group. And then, uh, <clears throat> David, a guy I've liked a whole lot, uh, who also just decommitted, so he is uncommitted right now, uh, is Draylon Miller. And at one point I had him in my top three, I believe, and, and he kind of fell down a little bit. I know Matt's cited some, I think, uh, you know, hands issues. But it looks like he's doing pretty well. And tell us about last week with Draylon Miller and what you're thinking. Yeah, he's having another really productive season. Last week he had six catches for 168 yards and a touchdown, and he had a 40-yard rush which is good too. So they're using him in multitude of ways. Still plays on special teams as well. So kind of does a little bit of everything. I think he even plays defense. So he's just one of these jack of all trades type guys. I mean, as you can see, his yak is pretty fun. So it's just sort of a lot of kind of what we already know, basically. Okay, fair enough. Um, and uh, on or 24-7 has him crystal balled right now to Texas A&M. It would be pretty exciting for them to pair with Cam Coleman in this class. But, um, you know, we'll see where he winds up. I, I think he's friends with DJ Lagway, and there's some whispers about, you know, Lagway being on him. But um, we'll just have to see. I've also heard LSU, too. They might be pretty on him as well. LSU, yeah, they recruit Texas really well. So that would be exciting for fantasy. And just a note on him, I think his production has actually been not so great overall this season. He has a, another teammate, I, I don't recall his name. He's not a big-name recruit, but he's been pretty much uh, neck and neck with him throughout the season statistically. So okay. I was a little bit concerned with that, but it's good to see You know, he had a really big game this week. Okay, yeah, good to see, good to see. All right, and then finally, Ryan Wingo, a guy that you know we've said has all the athletic gifts, but has not um, necessarily looked as great as a receiver on the field. Uh, was previously committed to, I think, Missouri decommitted, or he was not committed, but everyone he was never committed. Missouri, I think uh, everyone figured Missouri, and now he's committed to Texas. But do we? Yeah, like do we think that we'd actually prefer Missouri right now? I mean, their offense looks great, Texas. Um, looks okay, but they're spreading the ball out of Texas and Xavier Worthy's getting, you know, 
the lion's share, I would say there, would we have preferred Missouri with Burden out in 2025? I, I think pretty easily. I, I think it, it's going to be easy for him to get overshadowed there in that Texas wide receiver room. And, uh, you know, just staying home state with the NIL probably would have made more sense too, just in general. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, maybe he just didn't care about the money. That's fine. But it's hard for me to project him because at the moment, I think he's just an oversized gadget player. So I think he's going to have to get scheme touches. And I think that's much less likely to happen at Texas than it would Missouri. Okay. Fair enough. All right. And so I'm glad, Matt, that you put on here some Gavin Hoffman highlights. He is going to be one of my very top tight ends in the class. He's going to Iowa. We love that. I mean, with the rise of Sam Laporta now in the NFL this year, like Iowa tight ends just seem to be an absolute lock. Um, and so Gavin Hoffman, one of these guys that, you know, that we've joked about, but like he's a total dog on the field uh, at tight end. He also does have athleticism. He has the ability to look at this like long pass play, but, you know, similar to Andrew Rappelier from a year ago, he just seems like an all-around really good player, ability to block, play on the line, and also athleticism. So I really like Gavin Hoffman. And then going to Iowa is kind of a stamp of approval. Although, you know, will the departure of Brian Ferentz change that? I don't know. Um, maybe he's got some tight end magic dust that, uh, you know, will we'll exit stage left with him. And then um, David, Jaden Riddell, looks like he had a really nice season, or a really nice game a week ago. And he is going to Georgia. We like him, but he's been a little less production. We mentioned, I think, a week ago or two. Yeah, his season numbers are down quite a bit, actually. Their offense is has been really bad this year, actually. He kind of already answered. I don't think he really got any worse or anything. I think he just. I think he already answered production questions for me last year because uh, last year they had a senior quarterback who was competent um, and. He had a three-star teammate, Jaden Doss, who's actually like not doing nothing at Nebraska. Like he's actually getting on the field. I don't know. He's not a qualifier for year one zero or whatever, but I think he's got like six for fifty or something like that. So uh, he outproduced him last year. Uh, you know, as a tight end, that's what you want to see. So like, you know, he's like a ninety-fifth percentile athlete. You know, All right. Uh, yeah, I think we still we still got to like Riddell and, and going to Georgia. You know, even Oscar Delp looked pretty decent uh, with with Brock Bauer's sideline last week. So, you know, I think they're going to just keep churning them out. Um, OK, well, that is your update for weeks 10 and 11. We got uh, at least one new name out there. Don't forget Damie or Damani Stewart running back. He could be a huge late season rider. Your riser. You heard it here first on the official. And we're going to get out of here, but thanks for tuning in. This has been the official.